Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. What's up, college baseball fans? Let me just go ahead and warn you off the start. Dimitri's in one of those moods right now. He's pretty fired up. So <laughs> just want to get that in front of everybody. So, but hey, we're back. Uh, weekend nine recap episode. Uh, we got the whole squad back. Stoney's here. Dez is here. Of course, Dimitri's here. And he's he's mad about something right now. But this show, we do have a sponsor for the first time. This, this show is sponsored by Rutgers Scoreboard on Wheels. Um, if you guys didn't know, Rutgers puts their scoreboard on a trailer, and they were kind enough to sponsor this episode. Um, Don't disrespect Rutgers baseball. Hey, they're they're a baseball school now. Can we Forget put that graphic baseball. in the middle now? Forget about losing by forty in football every week. They're uh, they're atop the Big Ten standings and and sitting comfortably up there. So, shout out Rutgers, shout out scoreboard. Thanks for sponsoring us. But uh, boys, hey. Um, I think this is going to be the Vitello episode for the first at least 10 minutes or so. Is that fair? Yep. 100%. Are we ready to get some backlash from t some Tennessee faithfuls on Twitter? Well, depends on where your take your lies. On it, I guess. Am I, am I wrong? I mean, I, I love Vitello. I think he's a great coach. But am I wrong saying that he might have crossed the line a little bit? I hate umpires. Look. I think – Hey, what's that guy's name from um, from Dodgeball? Patrick Goodman. No, <laughs> Globo Gym's leader. Why Goodman? W H I T. That guy would, gave me like I know all the Twitter people, all everybody on Twitter was saying the same thing. But like when I first saw it, I immediately thought of that I was like, dude, this he moves like him. He's dramatic and like flaily like him. And it was I was just like, dude, this is this is you literally him. Are you talking Vitello or the umpire? The umpire when he got when he got dick smacked or dick pumped, whatever Vitello <laughs> did, he like he dude, he oh, like, you know, dude, I know what scene you're talking about now. I, I think I'm uh, I'm on <laughs> Vitello's did. side. After I saw I, the I flop know. from the umpire, the flop, after the ump. There's no the second flop. In yeah, there's no flopping in baseball, so umpire. I might be on Vitello's side after the flop. Pre pre flop on the umpire side, post flop. Vitello side. But That's here, where my take but here, like, But here's the deal. Like, Tennessee's had a history with this guy, and umpires in general aren't big fans of Tennessee's team. Which, fine, whatever. That's their opinion. I'm not going to fight it against it or for it, whatever. But leading up to the Vitello ejection, Vitello was in the right until he did what he did. Alabama dugout. I'm, this is this is allegedly this is rumored. 
if you want to call them credible, they could be credible. Um, they were noise coming from that dugout, and um, Frank Anderson was not happy. Because I mean, dude. So tell him, the whole story because I think we're leaving out a big part of it. Go ahead and just. Um, so so, Dollander gets hit with a comebacker, goes down on the ground. You know they get the out of first, whatever. He goes down on the ground. Frank Anderson comes running out, and here is where I think these sources are credible. What pitching coach runs right past his pitcher, who's clearly hurt and on the ground, clearly hurt, not moving, goes past him straight for the Alabama dugout? Straight. And then um, Goodman comes flying down the third base line and cuts him off. And then second base umpire comes in. So that's where I was like, pitching coach who, by the way. One of the best. One of the best. What? One of the best, well respected. He fights for his guys. He has their backs. He has close relationships with his pitchers. Like he's got a really good name. He's known for that. To run past his hurt pitcher and go straight for that dugout means they did something. They did something that pissed them off, right? I mean, is that is that fair to like assume? Yeah. So you're saying, and and of course there are rumors swirling around, but you're saying that you think the reason why the the moment got heated was because after Chase Dolan. Wait, who? What do you mean, who? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. After Dahlander got hit with the comebacker, that Alabama dugout started cheering and saying things that Anderson heard, pitching coach for Tennessee, and he took exception to it. So he ran over to the dugout and was about to fight there or wanting to. He send had a words message. for them. He had words, words for them. Right. Why else would he run past his hurt pitcher worried about no, something I see what else you're saying. that caught his I, attention more? You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying, but w- so then tie this into like what's going on with Vitello? Why? Why is he? Yeah, yeah. So, so let, let me finish. He starts talking with Dwight Goodman and the other umpire, and then you can see his conversation shift from Masias. By the way, his name is Masias. That's his actual name. He Anderson ch- uh, changes his um, attention from him to the other umpire, and Masias taps him and says, like. Like basically says, I got this. Start, start chirping again, and then they look at each other. He looks away. He tosses Anderson while he's talking to the other damn umpire. Like he's not even talking to him, and he throws him out. And then Vitello said, "Oh hell no!" Nah. Like, "Oh hell no!" Nah. You didn't just do that. Run down and said, "What was that for? What was that for?" He's like, "Tony, Tony, Tony. I told you, Tony, Tony." He said, "Tony" about a hundred times. <laughs> You need to start doing your own John Boy media. Just I, I can lip, I lip, I can lip read their whole, almost all of it. Like yeah. if I go back and watch it, I can literally. Tony, what they're Tony, 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 <laughs> Tony. He said, he said, "Tony, that was uncalled for." Tony, come on, Tony, Tony. And then he's like, "Tony, that's enough. That's disrespectful." Anyway, they keep talking, talking, and then Vitello says something, and Masia was said, "Okay, that's enough. That was that was disrespectful." Throws him out. He and said then, he. You could lip read him say that's disrespectful. Is that yeah, why he, he said he said that's disrespectful and he said that's enough. That's disrespectful and threw him out. What a so he must have called him something personal, nicknaming like you know, yeah. mother effer or whatever. Right. So <laughs> he throws them out. Vitello does his little little air air pump, whatever you call that thing. <laughs> Was that a a dick pump? The rest is history, man. The rest is history. Four-game suspension. I don't know what the fine is, but honestly, man, 
by Telemann. You, you represent a school, you represent a team, which you have done very well. You fight for them, you defended them, but we don't need to be doing that, man. You're like, let the umpire beat the piece of shit. Don't, don't, don't do that. What, what part of you thinks that Vitello was just trying to fire the guys up? You know, back-to-back losses, a midweek loss to Tennessee Tech, and then a Friday night loss against Alabama. They were, I mean, the game was close when he gets ejected. But do you think it was part of like, hey, it's not back down, let's let's get fired up, or do you think he really just lost his mind? Uh, I, mean, I think the truth somewhere there's between. There's better ways to do it, and he'd done it before. This is the first time he'd done this little mm-hmm. maneuver. I've never seen out of a, a head coach before, so. There's other ways to do it. He knows that. I guarantee you, he probably wa- he watched the video and was like, damn it, like, yeah. shit, I shouldn't have done it like that. Like, damn. But it's, he won't let anybody know that. Yeah, it's it's like the feeling I get after I see a video of me dancing at a wedding. It's just like, oh, God, <laughs> why? I should be suspended for four weddings now. This is, yeah, this is not good on the on this. I don't know. If you guys have more opinions on this, feel free to share them. But I don't want to harp on this too much. What Vitello did, he makes him look bad, but I like the guy for who he is. I, I'm I'm not a fan of one action changes everything. Some people have, may have different opinions, but I mean, yeah. you just can't be doing maneuvers like that into an umpire. Umpire sold the hell out of it, by the way. He sold it. Oh, yeah. I think the flop made it worse. <laughs> it made it worse for the umpire's point. Yeah. Of view. yeah. If yeah. he would have just like worn it, like people would probably be on the umpire's side, but he was just trying to stir up some drama, it looked like to me. He went all in on it, 100%. Because mm-hmm. in real time, you can you can kind of justify the flop and everything, and then the other angle that 11.7 put out, where it's just the bump, and it's a different angle, and you can see him just, his eyes light up, his eyebrows go up, and he's just flinging his arms back. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. But hey, let me ask you that. Do you think college baseball needed, I don't want to, I mean, it's fine to call, the, like a villain. Like a villain character Somebody that people hate, but he creates so much attention. And no doubt. And I see it. And I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, the biggest villain in college baseball coaches over the last decade has been probably like one of the nicest guys. It's Tim Corbin. People yep. hate his guts just because he built a winning program and they think he has scholarship advantage and everything. But Tim Corbin, I've listened to a lot of his interviews and, and I mean, he's a great guy. He's a very authentic I guy. I didn't know he was a villain. You didn't, didn't think so? Think, oh, I thought SEC, Dan McDonald from Louisville was a way bigger nobody villain. Nobody knows no. who Dan McDonald it's, is. I mean, in SEC people... play, it's Corbin, 100%. The other 13 teams mm-hmm. and fan bases hate his guts. Yes, I agree with that. Tim Tim Corbin, I think, has been kind of the villain. Even but what though did it, Tim Corbin do exactly other than, kick, other than kick their ass on a he baseball won. field? It's the Bill Belichick effect. You know they 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 hate him because he's a winner, but like he but hasn't. Done hating, Nick, though. But they're hating Vitello not because he's winning, but how he's winning. Yeah, right. So it's they, not this. I don't think it's the same kind of villain. No, it's I definitely not. But it's not it's, the same type of. When I say villain, I'm talking somebody who pisses people off the way he does things. It's like people are actually getting angry and hating Tennessee because of the way he does things. Dan McDonald will he will go out on the field and throw a temper tantrum. He will call out people like he called it the way he sees it. Um, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of other coaches. If I tell it wasn't 43, would we be having this conversation? Just because I think like a lot of people hate him because he's young. He's like, incredibly he, animated. You know what I mean? Like, 
like, I think that's it. He's yeah. like, let's be honest. He's an attractive guy. He's got the Italian blood. He like, like he's a, he's a guy you can very easily love, but he, you can also very easily hate him. Yeah. It's, because yeah he's it just goes so both good ways, at what he does. He, he's a good looking dude. He's, he's, young, got he's, yeah. he's arrogant. He can be arrogant. I just think, I think the sport needed it. And I, I, I really hope we like, I hope rivalries come out of this, whether it's the head coaching rivalry, like, Arkansas and Tennessee should play more because they're rent free in both each other's heads. It's an absolute shame those two teams aren't scheduled to play this whole season. I yeah. would love to see a nice Arkansas, Tennessee, probably the two most you see, loudmouth fan bases on Twitter just go after it for three games. Did you see what Robert Moore said in their post game after they swept LSU? No. What did, what did old Bob, big hit Bob do? I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase it while I'm searching. Um, yeah, we don't need an exact quote. Let's just set him up for failure. Let's give him like a paraphrase quote. Okay. <laughs> he said, I think we're going to go into the SEC tournament and shake a lot of heads too with a team that's on top of the East. So, I mean, not a direct but shot. He, but he's talking about Tennessee, yeah. which I love. But at the same time, like, dude, these two teams are rent-free in each other's heads. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they're rent-free, but like – Obviously, Bob Moore can say that all he wants, and no offense, Arkansas fans, but uh, like less than seven days ago, they lost a series to uh, to Florida. I mean, and also the SEC tournament means yeah. nothing. It me- means nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like Mississippi Wait, State I walked in there last year and lost like twenty-seven to three or whatever in two games, mm-hmm. and no one said anything after. And they won a national championship. Yeah, right. they won a national championship. Would you, if like I think the NCAA needs to do more regional, super regional pairing with storylines in mind? Like to a certain extent, if you know some team's resume absolutely does not belong in that area, then you can't do it. But if you can kind of like wiggle them into a spot to create a good storyline, do it. It sells tickets. It sells. It gets eyeballs. It makes things exciting. Oh, you mean like how they did it last year by putting Mississippi State as the eight overall seed instead of the nine and screwing over Notre Dame because they wanted they, to John sell Cohen tickets. would never do that. John Cohen is a stand-up man. <laughs> Even though Notre Dame had a much way. better resume and, and all this, they'd rather John have John Cohen it would never do that. That is slanderous. <laughs> and, and Mississippi intimate. State's athletic director is on the board in the committee. That is slanderous, Ben. But, I won't hear this. Allegedly. Yeah. Hey, listen, this NCAA will go but, after a storyline in a heartbeat. But honestly, if you have Tennessee, tickets. hey, if you have Tennessee at the one national seed, and then you give you give Arkansas the eight. That they wouldn't meet up until the College World Series, though. I mean Yeah. I mean, what you could do, you could do Tennessee one in a team like um LSU or Georgia. Not, or I, I didn't mean Vanderbilt eight. I didn't mean as eight. sixteen. I you could do really like, about it. It's, they put it's really NC about State. sixteen. Yeah, State I don't know why you said that. Arkansas. Yes, won't that be would 16. be wonderful. Won't be a yeah. If the anyway, yeah. Um, Tello, the... mm, he's the villain. I love it for it, but hey, let's, there... let's keep the air pumps to a minimum. Is there yeah, a way pumps. that Southern Miss is able to secure a regional host and have Ole Miss and Mississippi State make the tournament and get paired in there as the two or four seeds or three Impos- or four seeds? Impossible to have both. You can't have two SEC teams. Okay. But it absolutely would happen. That if, would be if Southern incredible. Miss hosts, 
if Southern Miss hosts and either Ole Miss or Mississippi State make it to the tournament, which may not happen for either one of them, right. but let's say they do, theoretically one of speaking, them, here I think that they would get sent to, to Southern Miss. Oh, yeah. oh, they're 100% going to Hattiesburg. One as long as they awesome. don't go to Pearl, Mississippi, and play that regional, no. go to no, Hattiesburg. No, 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 no. <laughs> go to the Hattiesburg. Go into the P. I would but, love it. Have we ever seen? Have we ever thinking? I was just thinking about it. Have we ever seen like a bottom feeder SEC team win the tournament and get in? As an as automatic bid, like, like, let's just say Ole Miss lose, lost the rest of their games this year, uh-huh. they're absolutely nowhere close. Then they won the tournament. And would they be a four seed? No way. No, nah. I mean, Mississippi yeah. State we, in 2018 is the most similar thing. They didn't win the tournament, but they got to the semifinals of the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. And they but I'm talking like, let's say, as a four seed, I think. Like, you're saying, say, like, if Missouri wins the SEC three and, tournament. Three and, Three and twenty-seven Missouri goes in, but that'd be awesome. Oh, you can't do it. Hoover, you have to get invited. Yeah, only the. That's what I'm saying. If you're invited to Hoover, you're on. You're you're probably near the bubble a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. definitely, hundred percent. So, so that it's not possible in the SEC for a team to win the tournament and be a four seed. It's not possible. Yeah, probably. Have you guys seen the SEC standings? Have you guys taken taken a peek of it yet? No, do enlighten us, Benjamin. Alabama. I think Alabama's good, dude. Well, I was going to say uh, Alabama and Texas A&M and Auburn, who would have thought that they would be tied for second in the West? Meanwhile, LSU, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss are uh, four, five, and six games out of the West right now. Crazy. Mm. but the, Less than ideal. Dude, honestly, only four games separate in the East, second place to last place, and then only three games – or, yeah, three games separate – second place to last place in the West. So other than Tennessee and Arkansas, I mean, you're just a couple good weekends away if you're a team like Kentucky. Uh, you know, you win five out of six games. Uh, I mean, you're you're back out of you're, – you're 10 and 11 around 500. So that goes for every team. Uh, still a lot of baseball to be played, but I love how bunched up these standings are because, I mean, honestly, these teams are very evenly matched outside of Tennessee. I mean, I would really even say Arkansas could – lose to any of these teams as well um, but we knew this we knew that tennessee was in a league of their own arkansas was in that close second tier in the country tier and then mm-hmm. i mean i think georgia i mean the injuries don't help i don't know if cannon is back next weekend or what but they didn't look the same like this that uh, we can take say and m just looks better on the weekend i still yeah. think george is a better team but Texas A&M just looked better. And then they absolutely blew them out. That way. What were they, like 10-run ninth inning or something? I think it was a 13-run ninth inning. They won 26-7 to seven or so something. I, I think that score is inflated. You can't really look at that as an ass-beating game. Got out of hand late. Like, Georgia probably threw somebody out there. It just got out of hand. But yeah. I think Florida, I think – I think – I think honestly, that what do you think about that series with Bandy and Florida? Do you think it said more that Bandy's good or that Florida's just not that very consistent? Well, I mean, the, the series went exactly how I planned it. I mean, I thought that if Florida could salvage one game on the road, you know, it was a it was a win for them. Um, but both of these teams are below 500 in SEC play, which blows my mind. Um, Wild. They're Vanderbilt seven and eight, and Florida six and nine. When was the last time? This might be like 1990s territory when both of these teams were below 500 this late into the season. And and, and I don't SEC think it's play. that far. Probably mid 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 2000. No, but right dude, before Florida right was before so, Florida got sullied. I guess I don't know. But it, 
I thought I thought like Florida left out Florida left um Sprout out just one batter too long. He mm. told Sully, I want this guy. Enrique Bradfield cleared him with a three run double and it, and it was game right there. And so I mean this series I mean if it was in Gainesville, Florida, I think Florida would have won the series. So Yeah. I just All three were I just close games. I just don't know. They're just not consistent, man. And you know what the problem yeah. is? The Auburn, the Texas A&M, the Alabama, are, they're creating these inconsistencies because these mm-hmm. teams aren't good enough to show up every weekend. So, when, like, in the past, oh, you can have a bad weekend and escape two out of three with an Auburn or Alabama. Now they're going to take it. Well, Auburn, Alabama, it. and Texas A&M are all above 500. But you understand what I'm saying? Because no, he used to be Florida able to had the bad them. weekend again, Vandy. They're going to mm-hmm. go turn around, take two out of three, sweep in Auburn or Alabama. But it's not the case now because it, it's just too deep to do that. Now you just look at Ole Miss on the schedule and you're like, all right, I got to win two out of three. I got to. But Ole Miss can very easily two. take two out of three, too. That's, sure. what, that's what I'm saying. Like, Ole Miss it might be a shitty team in our mind in, in terms of recent years in the SEC. But they're still, if you put them in the OVC, if you put them in the freaking Conference <laughs> USA or the Sun Belt, whatever. I think Ole Miss is good enough to just run the table in those those conferences. No, yeah, I mean that's I mean, not outside, too, that's I mean, not too far fetched to say. So a three a three game series on the weekend with Southern Miss. I don't know who I I don't know who I would pick. I would probably give Southern Miss the edge, but at this the same year, time, I like it's, Ole Miss should win that series. They have too much talent on that roster. So you're saying it's more of just the depth of the SEC this year. Every single team is is much, much better than what we've seen I in the past. I think the ceiling is not as high, but the floor is much higher. Okay. Well, I don't know. The ceiling is not as high. I mean, Tennessee is Okay, but we're not talking three. about them. We're talking about the, the meat of the conference. But typically at the top, you have at least two teams, if not three, that are head and shoulders above most teams in the country. This yep. year, it's just – really, it's just one. Arkansas is very good, yes, but they're not Tennessee good. So, okay. yeah, but, yeah, I, I agree. The ceiling is lower is higher. Is significantly higher than it has yeah. been recently. This year, and that's why people are – everybody is one, two, three games under 500 in SEC play. This shit, they don't have an off weekend. You, you know shitty, what's the funny? Bad team. You know what's funny to think about? And I was looking at it earlier today. Um, obviously, this goes into a little bit of sports gambling. But you could get teams like South Carolina, Missouri – Kentucky, Alabama at like 200 to one odds to win the college world series still. And I I mean, I don't know if I could ever picture it happening, but for example, Missouri 400 to one odds and and South Carolina 200 to one odds and Florida 100 to one. It's kind of worth the risk because they play such a gruesome conference schedule. And if they get matched up in a regional, they're not going to play any other sec team. What if, more than likely, they're not going to play in another SEC team in a in a super regional. So, like, why not take a flyer so, on them if you're a gambler? Hey, I'll answer this for you with a question: If gambling, if a gambling sports book gave you odds, SEC team wins Omaha, would you take it? At, let's just say one two hundred or one fifty two hundred to one. I mean, not two hundred one plus one fifty. <laughs> yeah, we're like through the mortgage on it. That's what I meant. I meant plus, like plus three hundred, like a three to one, four to one, five to one odds. SEC team win Omaha. Plus, I think uh, would you take it? hundred dollars on that. Yeah, you would I probably think, take it. Yeah, that's a lot of take it. Okay, yeah. so why not just sprinkle on the teams you just listed? You know, fifteen, twenty bucks, and take five SEC team. Yeah, 
Because I don't, if I don't one hit, that. if one I don't hate that. Hit, you don't like that. I don't hate it. I think oh, you're. Yeah. I think you're right. So, yeah. so let's just say you get five SEC team, twenty bucks each. Make your hundred dollar bet, right? Five team, yeah. twenty bucks each. If one of the juicy ones at the 200, 300 one odds, like the big juicy ones, hit. Mm-hmm. Who That's cared five about the digits, other eighty dollars? Who cared about the other eighty dollars? You just lost. No, you didn't lose eighty dollars. You just won about ten grand. So here's a, for example, I just pulled it up on the DraftKings sportsbook. No free sponsors, but. Uh, Missouri is 400 to one boys. So if you put $10 down, that's, that's four grand. If they get hot and win, and win $20 the is eight grand. Just keep, uh, yeah, you keep 20 bucks is eight grand. This is an sec team. Who's won five games and have lost some close ones in the sec play. They sneak into so, the tournament. I mean, it's anything. If Missouri um, looks, if Missouri wins the national championship, I will look like an idiot because I would never put money down on Missouri to win a national championship. Would, would you get a Missouri tattoo if they win a national championship? Can we get, or at least a tiger. Can I get no, like, not like like a physical tiger, a living tiger, or a tattoo of the Missouri logo? Can I answer next episode? No, no, right <laughs> now. I, I'm gonna lean towards yes. Okay, cool. If they um, were to win the national championship this year, I'll get some Missouri national championship 2022 version nice. of a tattoo on your ass. On your ass. Yeah, more ass, than likely sure. it's gonna go on yeah, the ass. I mean, ass tattoo. Here's something else, boys. You could get Georgia at 65 to 1. And Georgia that's is a, second that's, place. That's some money. <laughs> Dude, 65 to 1 for the Bulldogs with Jonathan Cannon coming back in a couple weeks fully healthy. Are you kidding me? Uh, I mean, you put $10 down, 650 if they win at all. Why not take a flyer? I could talk about this, this futures gambling stuff for an hour. We need to have but, our own um, separate podcast of it. I'm just fascinated. Georgia Southern, you could get at 400 to 1. And they look like a top two, like Georgia Southern and, and Southern Miss are two of the best mid-major teams in the country. I mean, man, dude, give me fired I mean, up one time. I mean, Georgia Southern did look good, but I mean, are we moving on from the SEC? I think. Yeah, wait, one more. Texas A&M, you can get it 150 to one in there. Love that. They're Love uh, that. like eight and six, eight and seven in SEC play. Like, why not? Anyways, yeah, let's move on from the SEC. W- w- were there any other storylines? Let me just double check um, my notes. I mean, I mean, I think, I mean, the only other thing is, I think this week has showed you that what we were talking about before LSU and our Arkansas and Tennessee, and then the rest of the conference. So when yes. when you see LSU taking two out of three out of Florida, it's really not saying too much about either team. It's just they're all right there, jumbled up in a, in a big group. We can so, say that Ole Miss is dead as well. I don't know yet, dude. I don't know. Ole Miss is dead. Ole Miss. I mean, Ole okay. Miss would have to absolutely light on fire to make it. Make it. I mean, but, I mean, they're probably going to make a regional more than three likely games, in that you, sense. But. I mean, dude, you cannot be you if you are three games or more under five hundred. Yes, see, you're, you're you're not making it. Like they give you that grace period of you're fourteen and sixteen, thirteen and seventeen area you might get into the postseason missouri got in um 2018 or 2019 three games under yes that's it mm-hmm. that's that's it you're not getting in after that so lsu or Ole miss literally has to be two games above 500 the rest of the year to be even close yeah i don't know they're they're 55 in what do the you RPI. mean i don't know dude they're they're 55 in the rpi they got Doesn't they matter. have a they're 21 and 14 like they have enough games left to really boost that RPI. They've Mississippi State for four games and Arkansas. You just ignored three. everything I said. 
Southern Miss, and they play them in the <laughs> midweek. Ignored. I don't care about their overall record. They're five and ten in the SEC. They cannot be more than three or four games under five hundred in the SEC to get in the. Get yeah, because if hard. they're at the bottom of the West, they don't make the tournament, right? That, that's very that's, that's true too. I don't and know if, if you don't true. make. Don't that, they take the? It's the bottom two teams. It's just the bottom two in the entire. Yeah, it's, okay. it's the it's the worst. Is it worst two overall or worst in each yeah. division? Okay, that's no, the worst. Two, worst two overall. Okay, so they, yeah. yeah, I mean Missouri, Kentucky, and Ole Miss. Yeah, they're all three down there. So, so, but Ole Miss to get in a regional as an at large, you're literally they have to be two games over 500 and SEC play the rest of the year just to finish three under. Guys, if I don't we're, care if we're stressing this is. much over five and ten Ole Miss, and you got to stress just as much over six and nine Florida, six and nine South Carolina, and six and nine Mississippi State. 100%. I'm not saying that's not the same for them. You I'm think just, that you think the committee, if all those teams finish three games below 500, but it's or... not possible because they play each other, right? Because oh, Mississippi State possible. and Florida playing, and yeah, it's technically not po- really like it's really not possible. We'll see. I mean, Florida's three games under 500 in the SEC play, and they're ranked 11th in the RPI. I ain't leaving them out. <laughs> hey, what I will say this. I would kind of, I kind of hope it's a jumble mess like that to see how much the committee loves the SEC. Oh, and it's gonna like, show. Like, you know, what it's I'm gonna saying? show. Like it's, yeah, because they put in Florida, Alabama last year. South Carolina or LSU, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss are all three, four, five games under five hundred. I want to see how many of those teams get in if they start bending rules even more. Yeah, we were originally with a five hundred or better record in, the, in conference play. You're good. Under yeah. five hundred, uh, you you don't deserve it. But now let's see how much they bend the rules even more to get them in. Love bending the rules. Love pushing the, the goalposts. That's my favorite thing in sports. Um, my, my second favorite thing in sports is, is Kevin Parada, man. He, uh, a dude. He, is, he is a man amongst boys out there. Uh, leading the nation in home runs. Hit his 17th, or he hit his 18th today, right? 18th today. Third of the Jesus. weekend. Third of the weekend. The guy is just an absolute pure hitter. And, dude, this, this Georgia Tech team, plays big 12 football style offense and they don't care about defense and pitching they just want to go up there and use their their backyard baseball power-ups and just load Which up the very, scoreboard very uncharacteristic of them <laughs> it is like, they're, they're normally known as a pitching and defense school undersized they're the toronto, guys they're the toronto blue jays yeah they just want to out slug anybody and everybody i guarantee you if you put georgia tech up in a, in a major league baseball stadium and they would put up five runs against a major league pitcher easily they just rate top to bottom they're averaging over 10 runs a game this year i believe it's it's nuts but uh yeah big big weekend for for georgia tech there and uh the, if you think the sec standings are crazy just pull up the ACC standings. Do yourself a favor. They're, I mean, they're it, wild, huh? It's just weird, man. It, it especially after Duke sweeps uh, uh, Notre, Notre Dame, Dame. Florida it, State swept Louisville. It just makes everything just weird now. I mean, NC State, who we've been very low on the last month, they're somehow in first place in the Atlantic, ten and seven, just quietly under the radar. Um, but My champions. Yeah, I mean, but there's five teams within one game in the Atlantic uh, of first place between NC State, Louisville, Wake Forest, Florida State, Notre Dame. They're they're all right there. Um, and other than Miami, you look at the the coastal. Virginia's four back. Virginia Tech's four back. Pittsburgh's four and a half. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Pittsburgh this whole year on the podcast, and and they're sitting in fourth place in the coastal, nine and eight on, in the ACC. Um, and then you have Georgia Tech and North Carolina right there as well the five and six games back meanwhile duke 
Duke might do the same thing they did last year and win 19 straight games in the regular season. I was about to remind you. Do you remember? Don't get too caught up in this because last year we were like, oh, my God, Pitt is going to hose. Pitt is going to hose. Virginia Tech is going to hose. All this crap. It's going to flip. But after you play your full schedule, everything goes into place the way it should be. Wasn't our previous conversation how the SEC bias in committee, wasn't it Alabama that got put in over Pitt last year? As the I, thought it was, team. Uh, I thought it was TC. No, that was 2019. I think it was Pitt last I mean, year. I ha- hang Pitt on. I have, I have a Google sheet. I show, I, I sent it to Ben. I showed Ben. Because <laughs> yeah, I saw right, that. Stoney. I, and Pitt, I was like, Pitt how did screwed. Pitt not make it? It was yeah. Pitt and Alabama got put in as the 64th team. And everyone me, lost uh, their shit. Let right? me give you your final four from last year. Okay. 2021. Alabama. Yeah. Alabama, Michigan, North Carolina. And um uh, Santa Barbara were the last ones in, but Michigan, I can't really, you can't do any because they played the Big Ten schedule. Right. So, like, yeah, but yeah, you're, you're right. It was in Pitt with Pitt, Ball State, Baylor, and Georgia. Yep. By the way, Georgia got in with a 13 and 17 SC record. That is, I mean, Georgia did not get in with 13 and 17 SC uh, record. Ben, I'm telling you, they were also just games. bad last year. Yeah, they, they were a bad team good. last year. 30, they didn't pass the eyeball 13 test. 13 and 17, 41 RPI. So don't give me this eyeball test about Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Like it's the same thing. Keep it, keep it even keeled. Ole Miss not getting in if they don't absolutely go off. It's gonna uh, be so, interesting. But we're, we're talking about the ACC. So. Yeah, we're talking about ACC here. <laughs> um, Pit. But but anyway, so let, let's go a little bit into this Duke uh, Notre Dame series, just because it made me look like a complete idiot. Uh, I hyped up Notre Dame pretty pretty big last episode, and uh, I even tweeted at someone to grab a Notre Dame futures ticket because they were like forty to one to win the College World Series. You should have waited this week, dude. Yeah, you should have waited a week because they <laughs> they're now only eight and seven in ACC play, uh, which I mean, sure, that's that's decent, but they just got swept by the worst team in the ACC, who Duke was three and twelve going into the weekend series, and they just absolutely outplayed Notre Dame in every facet of the game. I went back and watched some highlights on Twitter uh, or not Twitter, sorry, YouTube. And, uh, and Duke looked like a really good team. And it's surprising that they're 16 and 20 on the year, but it's almost the same exact storyline that they did last year. And, and when they finished out the regular season undefeated in their last 19 games, won the, um, the, the conference tournament as well, and ended up being a two seed in that Tennessee regional. It, it's, it's kind of, Getting those vibes again. Is Duke maybe a secret underdog like who's been there before to maybe make some noise in this ACC? I, I don't know. I mean, let me if if I were let me I'm gonna just slide right through. You're, you're looking schedule. at their schedule. They have I'll three tell you at what Georgia I think. Tech. I'll, I mean, and, I know they're going to Miami this weekend. I promise you. Nope. No, they're not. It's not. It's, it's not going to be. They. they Worst case, they if they get out of Miami with a, with a Duke with Duke win, is not going to Miami this weekend. What are you talking about? Pitt. Oh, I said my I said Duke. I I I, we, I literally said you just said something about Pitt right before that. I literally just spent the last two minutes talking about Duke <laughs> about I, how they won nineteen straight games. Ben, I, I know, I know. But Am I, I thought, getting I, gaslit right now? What, yes. What's going on? Am I sleep deprived? Yes. Am I talking about Duke? Yes. I know both. You of those said facts. Pitt. You literally said Pitt. And Maybe I, I said Pitt. I meant Duke. I I heard Duke. I heard Duke. I'm on the Duke train as well. Here. I don't even know what I said anymore. I'm 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 that far mentally out of it. Anyways, 
Um, but no, <laughs> talking about Duke real quick. Just Dimitri, I'll, I promise I'll let you talk about Pitt. I promise. I, I don't promise. care. You go ahead. Duke, Duke goes three to Georgia Tech and then three at Pitt, three against North Carolina State, and three at Virginia Tech. Who knows what to think about that schedule? Because this this league is such a roller coaster. You never know what you're going to get from any team in any week. But what what fascinates me with Duke is they have enough midweeks to really make a statement and uh, and really build a resume. They have Liberty, Campbell, and East Carolina, and Davidson, four really really good teams uh, left in the midweek. So, what the hell do the midweeks matter when their weekend series or what? No, I'm saying like them. if they if they perform decent in the in the weekend series and they win all of these midweeks, I think they're right back in the thick of things of, of potentially getting an at large bid. They have a lot of RPI boost, a lot of them. I don't hate it. Up. Anyways, we can transition into Duke now. It sounds like you want to talk about a little Duke baseball. Ben. I mean, not Duke Pitt. Now you have me all screwed <laughs> Duke up. Duke Pitt. Skip snap. Skip snap. Pitt Duke. Duke Pitt. Duke Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> So what's going on with Pitt baseball, Dimitri? <laughs> Hold on. They have to go nine and three the rest of the year to finish five hundred the ACC. Are we talking they went about Duke 19 now? Nineteen and zero to finish last year. They can go nine and three. That's possible. So are we talking about Pitt? I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you got. Why you guys think it's funny about Pitt? It's not that funny. It's not about Pitt. But if if. I mean, I mean, I I can see Duke doing it, but it would have to it would have to deal. They have to do well in the tournament too, which they did last year. So yeah. it's not over yet for them. So what's no. going on with Pitt? <laughs> I didn't say anything was wrong with Pitt. I don't know why you guys are like you. You, you had to make a joke big, out of this. No, I'm saying you had something to say. You said they're going to Miami, and then I cut you off. So now I'm letting you talk about Pitt. No, I'm just saying that Pitt. I mean, they have this. They have the. If they go to Miami and just get one out of it, then I mean, then they'll be five hundred. But then they have Duke, Notre Dame, and Georgia Tech, and that's all three. three series, four, yeah. four, three out of four are on the road. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think Pitt is good enough to sustain it. They can sustain it for a weekend or two, but I don't think I don't think they'll be in. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so who? After uh, nine weeks in the regular season and, and six in conference play, who do you guys like in the ACC? Like, who's the team that you would, other than Miami, who's the team that you would put your marbles into, um, especially considering that Virginia has lost six of their last seven and they've looked like doo-doo the last um, two weeks? Who's a team that you can uh, maybe get behind and, and say, okay, this team is actually pretty good? My NC State champions. All right, let's let's take a look at NC State then, because I, I honestly haven't looked at their. They're twenty three and eleven much. overall. They're ten and seven in the ACC. They just swept Boston College, uh, which is the worst team in the ACC. Yeah, they needed that. Uh, they lost two out of three against Virginia Tech. Won two out of three against Clemson. Swept Georgia Tech. Lost two out of three against Florida State, and lost both games against Notre Dame. This put them like in team- Van- put them in Vandy's regional. That's all I want. Yeah, give me give me the um, chaos. Agree there. This seems like a team that's actually maybe the most consistent in the ACC because they're winning the series that they should and they're losing the series that they should. Um, they'll probably lose this weekend at Louisville. Uh, maybe. Actually, I don't know who would be the yeah, favorite. Yeah, that's a, that's a maybe. 
Who would you guys say is the favorite in that series, Louisville or, or, or NC State? Louisville at home for sure. Louisville at home, yeah. yeah if it's at home, yeah. So but is Louisville going to show up? Which Louisville are you getting? Yeah, which Louisville are you getting? Um, which NC State? I mean, NC State, they, they have a pretty soft schedule. I mean, North Carolina, Duke, and Wake Forest left. I mean, those are three teams that I'm sure that they out-recruit um, and they have better talent then. So is the correct yeah. answer to this question Virginia Tech? That's where I was trying they're the to best, get. They're the best hitting team in, in, in the league. I was trying far. to get somebody to say Virginia Tech because that's where my marbles would be. That's and where I'm going right now. I, I, I went out on a limb last week when I projected my uh, my regionals, and I put them as a 16 overall seed uh, hosting a regional. And they, they didn't let me down. They won two out of three against Miami. I also picked them, picked Virginia Tech in the weekend series pick them. Just because, I mean, this team is very similar to Georgia Tech but I think they pitch better than them. So offense is right there, right up there with anybody else in the country. Um, but pitching wise, they, uh, I think they have a little Georgia edge. Tech, over. Georgia tech has better arms than Virginia tech, but I don't know, dude, I think Virginia tech's the better hitting team than Georgia tech right now. Like right now, numbers wide they are Yeah. talent wide. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I'm like, I can't answer that, but numbers wide they're hitting better than Georgia tech. So they're they're 26 in the RPI right now, but 23 and nine, and they still haven't played uh, Boston College, Virginia, Duke, Louisville. So they have a pretty it's not a terrible ACC schedule left. Um, you guys think they that they can host a regional in uh, in Blacksburg? Mm. Uh, that's tough. I, I if I had to put right. money down, I'd say no. There's too many other too many other teams in front of them right now. Yeah, but, I, I mean, who knows what the hell happened? And, I mean, we're talking about one, two, three, four, four, five weekends left of college baseball. Too much, too much happened in that long a time. Yeah. Um, now, what but, I, what I'm really hoping for is either a Georgia Tech versus Tennessee Super Regional or Virginia Tech Tennessee Super Regional, because they might score 30 runs combined a game. Those games for the last six hours at least. <laughs> I'm just hoping whoever is the 16th overall seed, you know, the last one seed, I hope it's just somebody that outslug. I, I want to see just some massive over-unders, over-under 19 and a half on, on the Barstool Sportsbook. <laughs> I think it was impressive. I think it was impressive that Miami got out of there with a win. I told Speaking you, of, I told you on Thursday's episode, Dimitri, Miami you, did not want to be there. I told you, if I wasn't a Miami fan, I would have taken Virginia Tech. I literally said it. Miami I, did not want to be in Blacksburg, Blacksburg, Virginia. They didn't want to be rainy. There. It was rainy on Friday night. It was mm -hmm. chilly. It was cold. I told you, if I wasn't, if I wasn't a Miami fan, I wouldn't. Have, I would take Virginia Tech. I just that's the only reason why I took them. And I'm, I'm done making emotional pick the rest of the year because <laughs> I have, I, have, I'm, I'm gonna beat you. Cap. I'm going to be on the record I'm, here. I'm not, I am I, not done I, I with pick, emotional picks here. <laughs> but Miami getting a win. I mean, dude, hey, sweeping at home and avoiding sweeps on the road, that's a pretty good team so, yeah. so far. And, and they still have a huge – Miami has a comfortable lead in the ACC. Uh, and they're going to go into the tournament. The ACC I mean, tournament Pitt, is the one seed. So Pitt at home at Georgia Tech, by the way, they never play well at Tech. At home versus Pitt at Georgia Tech, rivalry at Florida State. And at home for Notre Dame. I mean, they don't. They leave the state of Florida for the three games against Georgia Tech, and that's it. The rest of the year, they leave the state of Florida for three games. The rest of the year, it's not wow. necessarily a cakewalk of a schedule, though. 
regardless no, if they're at walk. home or on the road. But mm-hmm. it's not a cake. It definitely it's helps hard. that they get to be at home. And then Florida State, tough series. Yeah, that's but what I'm saying. It's so. not very far. Yeah. Um, Bearing a huge meltdown, there will be a postseason in Coral Gable. Oh my God! It would be a massive meltdown right okay, now. Travis, <laughs> talk about a meltdown. Oh my travesty. God, dude! Like, who else would you put in there? And like, I, I, it's hard to find sixteen teams right now that are have resumes to host. To be honest, and like Miami is one of them that like has to be a for, a for sure thing. If it's breaking not, news, thank if you. It, if it's not Tennessee and Miami right now, I don't know what to think. I mean, I don't know thirteen or fourteen other teams that are, like have a resume to host. This the season has been so so crazy. Yeah. Um, um, but ACC, I think the ACC and the SEC. If you had to pick today, who's getting more teams in postseason? SEC. Yeah. Like like without even looking, you're you're, you're saying. Well, SEC. let's let's do a little game here. Why not? We got we got time. Let's do a little game here. They both I mean, have fourteen teams, right? Um, ACC. Let's count. Let's just count on our fingers. <laughs> uh, I'll read them off. You just say yes or no, guys. Uh, North Carolina State, NC State, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. Louisville, yes, too, yes, Wake Forest. Yes. I mean, dude, I, I don't see how they lose that one. Yes. Okay, that's three. Florida State, four. Notre Dame, five. Miami, yep. six. Virginia, we, we probably yeah, we still good with Virginia. Yeah, probably seven. Virginia Tech, eight. Yep. Pitt. Want to say no? I'm saying I, no. I already said I, they're not yeah, going to make that's, it. That's eight teams. I'm in eight. on that. Uh, Georgia Tech, nine. Yes. Uh, I think. Yeah. Georgia Tech seventh in the RPI right now. So, so then, yes, oh, still Tech, make is, it. Tech is making it. I think. Yeah. Give me, give me one of the other Pitt or North Carolina. Not both. Only one of those two will make it. So add one more. All right. So that's 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 nine teams. Nine teams. That's ten. No, nine. Ten. Math is hard. I don't know. So let's say. All right. So either North Carolina or Pitt. So one of them. That's one. Georgia Tech two. Virginia Tech three, Virginia four, Miami five, Notre Dame six, Florida State seven, Wake Forest eight, Louisville nine, North Carolina State ten. Wow, Des was right. The math guy down there. The math, big math, big math guy. guy. So ten out of the ACC, we're saying possible. Well, let's just say between nine and eleven. Is that fair? Between between nine and eleven, we'll do the same thing here for the SEC. Or just say ten. Let's say ten. <laughs> we'll say ten. All right, SEC. Tennessee, Arkansas, yes. Yes. that's two. Georgia, three. Vanderbilt, four. Yes. Florida, yes. five. Uh, Auburn, six. Yeah, Auburn. I think, yes, Auburn. Yes. A&M, seven. A&M, yes. Yeah. Uh, Alabama? Yeah. Eight? Yes. LSU? Nine? I, 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 I see a very hard not LSU yeah. not making a read. I think them. LSU will get in 100%. So we have nine, and we have Ole Miss, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Missouri, and Kentucky. How many of those five teams get in? At least Honestly, this might sound stupid. Two. One. You think one of them? I think at least one. So ten. Maybe. Two, two, two is being safe, but I one, I mean, just go ahead and count out Kentucky and Missouri. Oh, I don't know about that. Missouri's uh, I mean, 29th Missouri, in the maybe. RPI, 21 and 12, 5 and 10, but they've already played the, the meat of the SEC schedule. Like they've already played Missouri Arkansas and Tennessee. I would t- maybe take Missouri over Ole Miss, but so hey, nine, ten. Okay, just say ten, maybe eleven. So yeah, like, it's the same kind of range. Closer than you think. Yeah. 
It is. It really, it really is. It's 10. I think 10 of the 14 are going to make it for both. So there's 20 spots right there. Only going to be 44 <laughs> left out of another. And then I'll, let's go through the big 12 then real quick. Yeah. Big 12. I mean, they're going to have six. Uh, if I count correctly, uh, Oklahoma state, Texas tech, TCU, Texas, uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have six of the nine. And can we quit calling them the big 12? They're the big nine to me now. When we re- when we reference we just call the, big- the Southwest Conference again. Yeah, I mean that's basically what they are. Pretty now. much, yeah. No Iowa State. Who else is missing? Oh, I guess Nebraska Baylor. left, and and oh, Colorado doesn't have baseball. But yeah, yeah the Big Nine is going to have six teams in there, unless something like six West Virginia nine, nice. falls off, or nice. or yeah. How about this? Listen, uh, if you're sensitive, please don't listen to this part. I'm giving you a two second <laughs> warning. Uh, we have uh, six out of nine for the uh, Big 12 and nine and 11. So, like, not 11 for okay. uh, ACC and SEC. Now, we let's love our, run through. Let's we run love through our the troops. Um, run through the Pac 12 because we're going to figure out how what many if teams you, we got what, left. If I, what if someone argued quality over quantity? Well, there's always that argument. But yeah. what we're doing right now is just eliminating 64 teams right now. We've eliminated 20. Uh, 26 of the 64, and we haven't even gotten to the Pac-12 yet or the yep. automatic qualifiers. Oregon State, Oregon. Oregon State, yes. O- Oregon, Arizona, Arizona Stanford, Stanford, UCLA. UCLA. Maybe Arizona State. No. You're going to get one more, right? Mm, they, they play the big. Uh, they play the. They play the Pac-12 tournament this year, so there could be. Um, you might get two more. A bit Stanford. stolen. We already said that. Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's say five from the Pac-12. So five for sure, and then. You might get a lucky one from the can tournament. We, out can of we Arizona rewind State, back to the Big 12? Yeah, we will. We will. But I'm just okay. eliminating right now. So, so 31 of the 64 31. teams are going to come from are going to come from those four conferences. That that's wild. To me. That's add why these two, add, add two from the Big Ten. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Two from the Big Ten. So Rutgers um, and Maryland. How many is that? What are we up to now? And maybe Illinois as well. They're 11 and two in the conference. Ten. 10 16 you might get like four 26 plus 31 33 33. over half over the half of the teams in this in this region are going to come from power five teams and And you're going to have to get one from the other from the other 26 at large i mean other aren't there 31 conferences so yeah but yeah but how many yabba dabba do name get an aq bid so Five, six, seven. You, you take away 10 right there. 10, 10 11, 12, five, 13, four, 14, five. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 30, 23, 30. 24. So, yeah, so 24 other automatic bids. So right there, 26, uh, no, 32 plus 24. No, 33 plus 24 is 57. There's going to be five bids left. That's nuts. Great. So, I mean, if between not, Southern not five. Indiana Tech. I don't know. No, dude, you're, 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 that yeah, seven? dude, stop. Let's just seven. stop here. Seven. Let's just stop here with the math. It's Sunday. One. It's Easter. Math yeah. isn't going well. Happy Na- Easter. Name of this podcast is math is, hey, math is hard. Do, um, we, do we, like. But the point is, wait, hold on. The point is, there's not a lot of, like, non-Power 5 at-large spots up for grabs. So, that, that's what makes that's the, the, the Sunbelt and Conference USA – um, like these conferences, it, it makes it that much more important to them. The Big West, the the West Coast Conference, uh, there's not a lot up to up for grabs. So this last five weeks is huge. Well, we knew that, did we though? 
we knew that. That's why that's why a mid major school had to literally play their asses off to get one of those at large bids. Yeah. I mean, but you gotta also remember you gotta subtract four or five spots because of the power five, one of those teams gonna win the automatic bid. So instead of thirty whatever true, true. so you have ten to twelve spots open. Twelve spots. And then but you yep. can fill yeah. you can fill that it's still in pretty quickly. And then that's where you that's where stolen bids come in with whether like a I don't a know. U- USF Liberty last loses, year. Liberty's or... in a, yeah, if Liberty's like, you know, a bubble team and they lose the A Sun tournament, that's that could be a stolen bid. Or you know what I mean. Anyway, but going back. Big twelve. Big twelve. Yeah. Big twelve. Um, Big twelve had a fun weekend. I, I liked what what I saw from the Big Twelve. Uh I think the storyline has got to be TCU sweeping Texas Tech. Am I wrong? Hundred percent. That it there's no right. other option. Statement win for TCU in the Horn Frogs at home yeah. against the team that was in first place, uh, or I guess second place in the Big Twelve going into the weekend, Texas Tech. And uh, so Texas Tech was seven and two going into the weekend. Now they're seven and five, two full games out of, of Oklahoma State. But TCU has put themselves back in a great position to potentially win the Big Twelve. And I think if you win the Big Twelve, I think you're going to host a regional. I think it's as simple as that. It doesn't matter if it's West Virginia, TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Texas, Oklahoma. It doesn't matter if you win the regular season in the Big Twelve, you're going to host a regional. So I think that I makes think, makes things a little I, bit easier. I agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't understand how TCU goes from losing a series to West Virginia at home, losing a series to Texas, and then sweeping. Texas, I, I just don't understand that. It's the uh, the hot cold matrix, man. The, they were not even a hot. That's a three week like. That's just the Big Twelve though. They just eat each other like like it's a praying like, mantis. I mean, it's crazy. That's why. That's why. Like that's why we're we're wasting our time talking about who's gonna make the postseason. Look at what happened in three weeks. This team went from I don't know to oh my god, they might they might my host. Yeah, well, listen to this, boys. They have a – other than their midweek game this week – we're talking TCU here, by the way. Sorry. They have at Oklahoma State against Dallas Baptist at Florida State for the next seven games after this midweek. So we'll see real quick if TCU is a, a legitimate hosting candidate or not. Like, they could easily go uh, one and six. Is I wouldn't be shocked if they went one and six during this stretch. And they could um, also very much go six and one. Yeah, I mean, or that as well. I mean, it could be one end of the spectrum. But if you're if you're TCU and you're, you're Coach Sarlos, I think you're very happy with four and three during the uh, that seven game stretch there. I think you're. I think really you're very happy, happy to be where you are right now. Ben, mm-hmm. if they can get through that gauntlet of a stretch, include Oklahoma in there because Oklahoma can easily take two out of three. But yeah. then they play Incarnate Word, Kansas, Tar. How do you say Tarleton or Tarleton? Tarleton State. Tarleton and then Santa Clara. Like TCU is going to be cruising. Like after they get through this, th- you know, three, six, seven, ten game stretch, their season's over pretty much. They just got to show up and not be stupid against the final. They got to make sure. Games. They got to make sure they don't like. But just hey, I love and... that schedule. They get. They can start resting pitchers. They can start getting maintenance in they can start getting guys healthy give them a little more rest they can i mean they have a they can do a lot of things those last seven games yeah and and i feel like tcu is always a team that does damage in the big 12 tournament now i have no stats to back that up uh it's just based off of my memory (laughs) 
But I feel like TCU and Oklahoma State always do really well in that Big 12 tournament every year. They do. Yeah, I could I, be wrong. I I, I'm gonna get, well. Someone's going to tweet at me with the actual stats. Today sold, today sold me on I, – I was sold on Oklahoma State today. You know, you're back in the wall, one, one series tie. Mm-hmm. They came out of the gate swinging, and they beat the mm-hmm. shit out of West Virginia today. And it was like yeah. – they looked like they were by far and away the better team. Yeah, Oklahoma State has the, the advantage of – yeah, Oklahoma State has the advantage that a team similar to Georgia has where every Friday they're going to win their game. Uh, Justin Campbell is unbelievable on the mound, and, and he's got the perfect mix of – Great stuff, great composure, and veteran experience. Their Sunday guy has been, been unbelievable the last three weeks. Bryce, Bryce mm-hmm. Ozma. Ozma, I mean, yeah. Putting up, like, he's been putting up really good numbers, too. So, I mean, like, it's Oklahoma State to lose, in my opinion. And it always has been mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, so they've always been able to swing it. And, and, and if they can just get decent pitching performances from the number two and number three guys in the rotation – they're gonna be they're gonna be hard to beat in a regional format and a super regional because they're gonna win every Friday. I don't I don't see. Uh, I did. I mean, I guess maybe Vanderbilt beat Justin Campbell the first game of the season. Am, am I? I don't remember. That, yeah, something sounds right. Or no, maybe maybe Oklahoma State Randa, won that game. Oklahoma State won back. the first two. Uh, did they? No, they, they lost. Made, they lost three nothing. Yeah, I remember. And then they won the, t- the opening game. They lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because remember McElhaney or whatever his yeah, name is. I mean, Oklahoma, they've got lights power. out. They, they're, they, I, I think I said this last week. They're kind of like just a lesser version of Tennessee. They've got power at the plate. They've got power on the mound, not as much as Tennessee, and they play defense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny. I'm looking, I'm looking at Oklahoma State's schedule. Hand up. Uh, they have a losing record on Fridays. Uh, they lost Vanderbilt on Friday. They lost to Gonzaga on Friday. They lost to BYU on Friday. They lost to uh, Oklahoma on Two Friday. Nothing, three nothing. Yeah, they're all low-scoring games, but yeah, whoops, <laughs> whoops, my Oklahoma bad. Oklahoma State have a Friday problem. <laughs> I don't know if Tim Campbell pitched any of those games. I I know he's their he's their ace. He could have thrown on different days, or could have been. Um, I don't know. Probably not. That's my built-in excuse. I think, but I'm not going to research it. Hey. Dude, Texas, like. I don't know how I don't know how to they're too good to be losing a series to Kansas State. I don't care if they're Sunday guy they were in a match. They're too good to be losing that sun, that a series to Kansas State. Yeah, a little, little tank yeah. flared there as well this weekend. Des, I'm gonna let you take this segment because Texas is your little baby. So give us give us I, I want you to do two they things. Play here. I want you to, yeah, no <laughs> I want, Des, I want you to do two <laughs> things here. I want you to do polar opposite ends of the spectrum for the, for the Texas Longhorns. Give us a reason why you should believe in this team and give us a reason why you should not believe in this team. If, if, if that's something you can do. Okay. Uh, one, I thought they were teetering on the, the reverse icy hot method. I was like, I think they're about to come out of this and their schedule is kind mm-hmm. of really, really easy in, in this little stretch. I was like this, they can get hot. Um, they didn't, they dropped the ball and that's, that falls on leadership, right? That falls on on the captains of the team and the manager when you're overlooking someone. Um, I think we've all done it before. Like you just like mm-hmm. like we're we're gonna we're gonna run roll these guys and and then you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Um, so one, I think that's a that's not a good look. Two, um, they got punched in the mouth and and they didn't respond and that's worrisome. Um, but. That's the one end of the spectrum. The other end, uh, Ivan and Trey, they they're they're winners at the end of the day. I think they're guys that mm-hmm. are can could rally teams, and really 
get them going. All they have to do is get in the in the dance and then get hot. This offense can get hot and carry you. The pitching is is the biggest question mark, and I think D has talked about it. I've talked about it. When you lose your Sunday guy, it throws everything in a little time warp because now you're moving a, a midweek guy into that into that spot, and then you're trying to fill in those gaps with your midweek, and now you're affecting your pin, and that jumble just really has them kind of in this little whirlwind, and I don't think they've ever caught their breath. Um, but hey, you think Texas is the only team that lost their Sunday guy? No, exactly not. That that falls on leadership, right? That falls on on the coaching staff not being prepared. Um, it, so, it falls on a lot of things. They're like, mm-hmm. it's 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 a tough look because you can't like you could say that excuse. Yeah, we lost a Sunday guy, but half the teams in the country lose their Sunday guy. Um, I think not playing at home for like a month and a half it was a huge thing. They're about to get a lot of home games. That crowd at the dish is is some lifeblood. So I I think we're gonna get in that little reverse icy hot method. But you just can't you can't drop a series to Kansas State. Absolutely can't. Here's yeah. a Here's a proposal for you, um, and I want to hear everybody's opinion on this. Does Texas get too hyped up? Does Texas get too emotional? Because it seems like every I weekend would, Texas would... is in some sort of like a skirmish or like some sort of like chippiness, and I think that works against them. Instead of being focused playing ball, like um, actually I can't even compare a team right now to that because everybody wants to get chippy, but instead of the traditional Texas mentality of professionalism and, uh, you know, go out there, play the game the right way and hard. I feel like they've been getting, uh, people have been getting under their skin and, and every weekend there's some sort of, um, some sort of little chippiness or, or skirmish. It started with Texas state. I think we mm-hmm. still all said on the podcast, like did Texas state break Texas? <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of joked Listen. about it, but they haven't really. They've they've yeah. been like you said in this chippy. We saw it with A and M. Now we're sensitive. I was I was gonna say something, Ben. You kind of brought it up. Um, with okay, the slide in the second base, for example. I'm just gonna use this as my example for what I was gonna say. They slide in the second base. wasn't illegal. wasn't bad. It wasn't dirty. It was just. A hard slide, you know, like he slid into the base directly. I, you can't, you might not even have to call it a hard slide. Guy was in the lane. He was sliding in, whatever. He He's said, still my in second bad. base. He's going full my bad. Speed. Yeah. 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 He said, he tapped him and said, yo, my bad. I didn't, you know, I'm not trying to knock you on your ass, whatever. It looks like on the camera that he, the second baseman said, it wasn't second, it was team behind the second baseman out of the camera view, started chirping. And that's when the dude said, like you know, like what's up then? Like what? what like what's up then? What, what are you trying to do? Something? Let's go. And I'm just like, dude, Texas, like move, move along. Get get your ass off the field and go hit. You're you're not having a good weekend. You, the dude said, "My bad." Like, like mm-hmm. why are you looking to start something that, out of nothing? So I think I think that's just like I think that's on the coaching staff. Get your dude focused on winning games and not focus on the semantics of what goes on. Don't get me wrong. It's entertainment for me. It's entertainment for us. I love watching that stuff. Yeah, but as, like, as a move, let's go, man. It's let's draining, go. right? If you're if you're always just adrenaline and it's that adrenaline dump happens, like you're just exhausted. And as a ball yeah. player, you're you're getting obviously you're gonna get chirped everywhere when you you have Texas across your jersey. But I mean, let's let's show some like, hey, this isn't gonna get to me. Let's just thicker skin. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like that one friend in your friend group that just every time you go out, there's drama. Every weekend you go out, there's just mm. something that, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that comes, whether, 
whether they started or not. And they just always find yourself in the uncomfortable position of like, what are we doing here? I'm just trying to have a good time. Um, but so, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's somebody who, who is a, a, a very experienced hard slider uh, as I was, not because I was trying to start <laughs> anything, but, but just because I was so unathletic, I just pretty much fell. And there was plenty of shortstops and second baseman, <laughs> third baseman catchers that, you know, probably thought I was going after them. Um, I mean, there's a huge difference between a hard slide to try to take somebody out and a hard slide to try to get to the bag because you're, you know, trying to get in scoring position. And I, I saw it as something like, hey, he's, he's late slide because he's trying to get every stride in there as possible to get stolen base. I mean, it's it's hard to steal on on Silas or Dwan and uh, one of the best arms behind the plate. And uh, I thought I thought he did the right thing of tapping the second baseman. Hey, man, sorry about that. Like, we're all That's good. All you have to do. Yeah, and, and I think they could have moved on, but it just once again, little... it definitely fires up Kansas State because now you know that you're getting. Yeah, to, you know, like for sure, and it's it's with that with any team Texas plays. So I think I, shit I, like that. I was gonna say I think that the I, this actually gets me. It gets me a little bit more prepared. I think Texas is gonna figure it out because they're gonna look at themselves in the mirror and say we're just gonna. Um, we're just going to put our heads down. We're going to play baseball the right way. We're more talented than pretty much any team, if not they every are, team in really college are. baseball. I, I really do think this might be like a turning point, a self-reflection point where Texas goes on a huge run here and, uh, and, and sees themselves deep in Omaha, possibly even winning it at all. I don't think, I don't think the run's going to start yet. If, I think there is a run coming, but it's going to take oh, them time to walk. There's no better time up. to start the run, though. They're screwed. No, dude, this is championship DVD like opening scene right here. You lose two out of three to Kansas State, and there's a, a big skirmish. Like, cut right there, start the championship DVD, and say, This is where we turned our season around. Fortune. I think the, they're screwed. They're screwed if they're not hosting a regional or super. If they're on the road for, for if they're a two seed or if they have to go somewhere else with this team showing what they've shown so far. The crowds are gonna. The crowd is gonna get to them. Yeah. I, now like I will they say need, they need on, to win. On the other end of the spectrum, though, Des, if I'm a host and I have Texas coming to me oh, as a two yeah. seed, I'm pissed. I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> if I'm Southern Miss I mean, and Texas shows up as a two seed, I that just makes me so mad. <laughs> do you? I mean, would if would you say? Would you say? I don't want to say. Would you say the lock Texas? I mean, as long as they keep their head above water, I think that, dude, are like, you, gonna, are you saying crowded. Texas won't make the region? Like, no, 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 the host, like to, to, to oh, be a top yeah, yeah. 16, like the host. I uh, mean, like, yeah. it's getting, hey, it's getting close. 14 through 20 is a very crowded area. I, I think if they stay above 500 in Big 12 play, they're good. Their beginning of the season was too much. They had too much hype. They were the best team in the mm -hmm. country for a few weeks until some of the injuries started happening. I think that carries them into a, a hosting spot for what, what's the, the regional. Status, what, what's the status on Ivan Melendez? Is, the committee loves Texas day to day. too much. Yeah, I mean. Day to day. That's good. Speaking of. I mean, they can't afford to lose him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If that happens, hey, speaking then. of opposite, yeah. Stanford is doing the opposite of Texas. They started awful. Now they are they are like they are they're here. They are ready. I mean, Stanford. I mean, like Stanford. We thought we were everybody was counting them out at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. 
Did did they sweep UCLA? I think I didn't they lost the that game. game at Arlington. Uh, did Stanford sweep UCLA? I, I didn't check they did the last not. score. No. They beat, they, yeah, they beat. They UCLA. lost the middle they game. Absolutely, they won the first one. Close they lost on the second Saturday game. and they killed back. them. Yeah, the third game. They, they they steamrolled them today or yesterday. I don't remember. Yeah, last night. Yeah, it was yesterday. It's like I nine mean, nothing, nine one. I think it's eleven. I mean, wow, dude, Stanford is here. I'm looking at their schedule right now. They're they're here. Yeah, they won eleven wow. nothing yesterday. Um, they are I they mean, are playing good ball right now. That is for sure. Or, With Oregon State, I mean, Oregon State is by far your best team in the Pac-12. I don't I don't know if I want to say best, but most consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most consistent. They're, 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 yeah. they're the best too, but they're definitely the most consistent. Um, yeah, I guess I we just Oregon have the same uh, record in Pac-12 play. We're, so we're done with Big 12, right? We're moving on to Pac-12 because yep. I have a lot of talking points about the Pac-12. Go um, ahead, Ben. Kick us off. Yeah. So so the Pac-12, obviously the committee needs the Pac-12 to perform. Because they get no what love. They're, they get no love. Because, well, and, and they just need hosts west of, of Texas. There's just Those are just so rare to come by since 2016, 2017. Uh, you just see one or two every year. And, and – Obviously, their their atmospheres aren't as great as what you'll see in the southeast or in, in Texas or wherever. But um, the committee is is begging. It makes their life so much easier if a team, if three teams out of the Pac-12, Oregon State, Oregon, Stanford, or Oregon, Stanford, UCLA, it doesn't matter. Whatever the mix and match of those five, I know the committee is rooting hard for them to continue to play great baseball throughout the end of the year. Because what they can do is really send every other mid-major and uh, conference champions over out west and not even have to worry about them. And what and, and the biggest thing with 10 teams coming from the ACC and 10 teams coming from the SEC, there's not enough host in that area to, to send one team here, one team there. They're going to have to send some of those teams out west too. So I, I think the Pac-12 might be the most important conference stretch down the run to see and kind of figure out what the um, the regional hosts are going to be and what at-large teams are going to be able to go into the tournament. Because right now, we, we locked in five Pac-12 teams to, to make the regional. Only two are hosting and Stanford's got to play their way into one. Right. And, and, well, I would say out of those five, all five of them could very easily – like make a make a, uh, a, a. I don't think I think UCLA has lost their hosting chances. No shot, dude. They're twenty four and eleven. They're yeah. nine and six in conference play, and and they won the the Shriners College the other, Classic. Say the other, say the other metric that needs to be said. The RPI, I know, but dude, fifty one, Ben. You, I mean, you know how hard. It, I mean, it's, it, it can bear. They can shoot up twenty points in you know two weeks, but it is hard to get well, that into the top twenty range. I'm telling you right now. I mean, if you look at their schedule. But, but again, Cal eighty one or Santa Barbara forty five, Cal eighty one, sixty nine, ninety nine, one hundred three, one thirty, two thirteen, one hundred one, and then Oregon State of five. That is not happening. UCLA, but, I will put money today. UCLA is not hosting. I would take that bet right now. Um, I think <laughs> I think they absolutely could, because Dimitri, you have to remember, if UCLA wins the the Pac twelve regular season, they're going to host. If they win the Pac twelve tournament. And they're and they are respectable in the regular season. Like that's let's say they finish third, they're going to host. That's just the way the, the committee has always been. They they reward teams that are regular season champs, and then if they put a decent regular season in a Power Five and they win the conference tournament, 
they're going to throw them into a host spot. It doesn't matter what their RPI okay. is. Okay, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm saying if I'm with a betting man, UCLA doesn't host. Yeah, they're 9-6. and six. They're only one game out of first place. Yep. They, they can win the Pac-12 very easily. They're one game out, and they lost two out of three this past weekend. So they could be tied for first. Yeah, they're good. You know what their non-conference strength of schedule has been? Doesn't matter. It does matter. Eh, does it, though? They, I don't think they reward teams that are on the bubble of hosting. They reward teams that schedule this, a hard schedule. They do it every year. They, they, but UCLA they went to the Shriners Classic. They're going to not worry about anything else. 201 is their strength of schedule non-conference. You don't, you, I see. They, you don't get rewarded. I'm telling you right now, you've got to schedule at least one hard series besides the Shriners. Like they were in the Shriners, which was good. you got to have one home or away Siri, I'm telling you right now, 201 is bad. Yeah. I, like, that's I, I really see what bad. you're saying. I see what you're saying, dude. But you also and you also punish a team for scheduling a non-conference because these schedules come out two years in advance or even three years in advance. Like, how was UCLA supposed to know that Pepperdine wasn't going to be good, Cal State Northridge? Um, like, the, it's so hard to, to predict what teams are going to be. But I'll, I'll tell you this: their midweek schedule has been one, probably the most, one of the toughest in the in the country. I mean, they have UC UC Irvine, Cal, or in, I guess Cal State Fullerton sucks, but Long Beach State, UC Santa Barbara, um, Pepperdine, like they they play really good midweek games all the time. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, UCLA, but, but, but I don't they control why their own you're destiny. Ignoring the, the, the biggest metric when it comes to hosting. Well, they're 51, but they're down 12 since last week. Like they lost two out of three. They lost. I mean, they were 39th. They can they can jump up and down. They they play a tough schedule. They have Santa Barbara, Cal, UC Irvine. Their next five games. That's that's the, good. If Warren they go five Nolan and zero. They're going to be top 20. Warren Nolan had them predicted 44 RPI at the end of the year. Congrats. That would that's Nolan. with. That, they haven't, but they also haven't <laughs> predicted to lose two out of three at Cal. I don't know why I'm defending UCLA so much. They've let me down so much. I don't much. understand why. I don't understand why you're defending them. But man. I mean, just to, from a pure numbers standpoint, they're almost in the they're in the very hard range difficulty right now to host. Very difficult. Hall of Fame setting on MLB the Show. That's how hard it is for them to get a hosting spot. But if they were okay, so then who who are your two teams, Dimitri? Uh, we'll, we'll go around the circle here, go around the square, the four of us. Let's just say the Pac-12, two teams are going to host. I'll start. I'm going to say Stanford and uh, and UCLA, or would be my two teams that are going to host. You don't think Oregon State is going to host? Nope. I, I I mean I I just don't understand why they're the number five RPI team in the country, Ben. Like where do you get these from? Where, like yeah. like what are you doing? It's it's because I'm so anti Dimitri right now that I'm just you, Oregon State. Like, I, I don't understand why. Like it's just the, Oregon the, State's gonna. I, I I honestly think at the end of the day it's gonna be swept by two, Arizona. Two, I see them three. losing to Portland. I see Oregon State three. losing to Portland now. Yep, Oregon State's losing to Portland now. Yep, makes sense. Losing two out of Checks three out. against Utah. I think Oregon would host before UCLA. Yep. I'm mm. I'm on that train. I think UCLA is the third team. Stanford. I got I got State, Stanford, Oregon before I have UCLA in the mix. Yeah. I mean I would Stanford, like that. I, I wouldn't mind that. 
Stanford playing their way into one. Are they one yet? Maybe, maybe they're close. But they're close. Like uh, I just, I mean, the, what the only thing UCLA has going for them, which is why I'm confused why their RPI is 51. They're nine and three against top ten team, uh, top twenty five team. Yeah. Um, I think Oregon State, Oregon, and then it's it's going to be one more between Arizona, Stanford, UCLA. It's going to be two, or even Oregon State and Stanford, and then one more. It's going to be three. Yeah, two I think to three, two to you three. got four teams ahead of UCLA currently. And just watch, boys. I, I'm I'm just telling you, just watch. UCLA is going to win the Pac-12, and they're right. going to host with with ease. They they might even be a national seed. Just watch. I, I, obviously, Stanford was Ben. Uh, you guys can laugh one. at me all you want, but, that one. but listen to this. UCLA, I'm going to put the UCLA is not a national seed. I, I literally will put five hundred dollars down. National right seed, now. Benjamin? Are you just yeah, so anti Dimitri that you're UCLA all the way? Please accept my offer, Dimitri. I mean, we're we're already in the in the red as far as eleven point seven goes. We don't make money, so um, no, I'm not going to put, put my child down. Put it I'm not going to put my child's college budget. fund down on on UCLA to, <laughs> on diapers. To, <laughs> but just let me say, let me explain say it, myself. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. I, I just so did. I just called you guys dumb. I just literally said you guys were dumb for not like for sleeping on UCLA. Dude, listen to this. I mean, yeah, they ran how, into a hot Stanford team. How is this guy team. fifth game above us in Pickham? How is this it's guy incredible. ahead of us? In Pick'em? Maybe I know he's actually I, I, no more Maybe he's pick. just really smart. <laughs> Listen, dude, I know the formula. I'm start making real picks. I, 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 I'm coming I, back for that freaking. I, I know trophy. the formula to to this. Yeah, they they lost two out of three. I think we're severely overreacting. They Stanford's playing incredible baseball, but guess what? Before the Stanford series, uh, UCLA was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine of their last ten they won, and 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 of their last sixteen. Like, okay, good. with the two hundred first toughest. Strength of schedule out of conference, Ben. Whatever, dude. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be favorites the rest of the games. All right, listen, all right, this is a good way to put it. They're gonna be if Vegas made odds, they're gonna be favorites for the next fifteen games, and then they have three against Oregon State where anything can happen. I'm not saying UCLA can't possibly host. It's gonna be hard for them to. But what, you, what you're missing here, please put money down that they're a national, not a national, that they're gonna be a national seed. I want money. I want free money. What are they? What are they ranked right now in D one baseball? No, 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 no. Are they going to be a national seed? Yes or no? Let me look up D one baseball. I'll give you give quick. you a couple minutes to. UCLA is number twelve in the nation right now. Yeah. Okay. I'll put five hundred bucks down. That they're a national seed. Dude, listen. You have no idea how much D one baseball's poll like actually means something to the committee. If they're twelve right now, and then they let's say they drop this week because they Deal. lose. Deal. What are we doing right now? Virtual shake. Hey. Five hundred dollars. The UCLA is not a national seed. In defense of Ben here, Texas might be ass. Virginia might be ass. Notre Dame might be ass. They're at nine if UCLA passes those three teams. They're not going to pass them this week, but with but wins over the next two weeks. Cal, Arizona State, Washington, Washington State left on their schedule for Pac-12 plays, and then they have some good midweeks. Like they, UC Santa Barbara, UC Irvine, Long Beach State, Cal State Fullerton. They can, they can be a host, no doubt. They will not be a national Dimitri, how do you not – you're so obsessed with this RPI. How do you not see them just being a walk-in for a, 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 a at least a host and then potentially like very good chance at a national seed? 
It's UCLA, I, dude. Like this isn't this RPI isn't some is kind of random man. Arizona State. They have the two hundred and first hardest schedule out of conference, Ben. And then for all strength of schedule, let me RPI see what does in the grand scheme of things, I'm not, when it I'm comes to R- picking and all that kind of stuff, I don't think RPI matters at all. I think the D1 baseball poll, which is like kind of the quote unquote official poll of, of college baseball, that holds a lot more weight than a, a out of date RPI system. When UCLA finishes the Pac 12, let's see, they win two out of three against Cal, two out of three against Arizona State, that's four and two. They sweep Washington, that's seven and two. They sweep Washington State, that's 10 and two. When they finish 10 and two going into that Oregon State series, um, that. If their, That's RPI, generous? If, the, if their RPI goes up the, the way I would hope it, 100% will be in the hosting picture. They just won't they, – they, like, national seed is, like, the toughest schedule. The was... best team to get the toughest schedule. Everything goes your way. You have to, uh, you're literally a top If this was any other year, Demetri, I would agree with you. But the fact that – I said this in the first 10 minutes of the episode. The fact that we can't find 16 teams to host right now and the fact that other than Tennessee and Miami and maybe Oklahoma State-ish – Oregon State. Oregon State. Like, other than those four teams, which are very capable of, of getting cold. We've seen Miami get cold before. But other than those four teams, like, who else is going to host? I mean, I mean, Southern Miss is in there. Dallas Baptist is in there. UCLA will be a national seat over Southern Miss ten times out of eleven, or eleven times out of ten. Uh, if it's even about, close, the hosting here, but, the, uh, but but okay, okay, we'll see. I I think this is very fun. <laughs> I think this is very entertaining and fun. But I'm just telling you, UCLA is going to have a hard time getting a national seat. They've already, dude. Okay, sure. It's going to be hard, but they're the UCLA Bruins, number one recruiting class of 2021 and 2022. And we've uh, seen yet again the West Coast crying and complaining when they get disrespected. And these are the reasons why. Then I'm 24 and 11. They don't stream their games. They're 24 and 11 this year, and they still have the easiest stretch of their season left. Ben, gonna, they, you know, they could win 40 games, dude. Oregon State non-conference strength schedule, 27th in the nation. UCLA, 201st. They're overall... 40th because that's something that they can't control huh oregon state schedule tough opponent congrats they just swept i mean yeah the reason why is they swept usc and long beach state the last two weeks i mean that's six wins right there but i can see i'm I'm just i don't know we'll see you're getting an opinion based you're making an opinion based argument i'm trying i'm making more of a numbers based argument that, that's I'm, why I'm, I'm making like, more of a I'm making more of a projections based argument with what what they have left and what they've already done, which is fine. But you're ignoring a, an important part of it, which is okay. It's okay. We'll see. I could be wrong. You we'll could see. be right, but it's not going to happen see. that way. Because I just it's going to be so. It it's going to we're going to have to live stream <laughs> selection Sunday because they're going to be like between a seven and a ten seed, and like it's going to be like oh my god, are they going to be seven, <laughs> oh, eight, shit. nine, oh, ten, shit. like. Five hundred dollars on the line. Yep. Um, well, I mean, but, that just—I think our peak hey. of the show was an hour and a half into it. Jesus. Uh, um, let's do a little bit what, mid-major what roundup. Think, wait, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about I mean, the Sun Belt? Yeah, yeah, mid-major roundup. Um, Georgia Southern's king right now, in my opinion. I think Texas. they're better than Texas State. I mean, dude, like that was unbelievable. They, what a, I mean. 
Georgia State literally got swept coming off a win against Georgia Tech. Like, brutal. Like, I mean, it is what it Tech. is, though. Uh, I, for Des and Stoney, I don't know if you guys listened to the episode Thursday, but I said that I've seen both of these teams in person, Georgia Southern and Georgia State. I said Georgia State's a bunch of frauds, I think, and Georgia Southern's the real deal. And uh, I, and I was wrong. Georgia State's not frauds. They're a good team. They they hung in there two of the games. They're not good enough. They just didn't have enough to close it out on the road. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a th- three-bid league, you think? Is that is that fair to say? Texas State, Georgia Southern, and either – uh, Georgia State, Troy, South Alabama, Lafayette, or, or um, Coastal. Yeah, at least one. I think one of those next those. one of those next four teams gets in. Five teams. Yeah, I think there's three teams. Three teams will make it out of the Sun Belt. I'll tell you a team that's hot right now is Lafayette. Louisiana Lafayette is uh, Diamond Dogs. I mean, just a couple weeks ago, I think they were below 500. Now they're 20 and 15. Do you want to? I haven't even looked yet. I'm going to click. I I bet you Louisiana strength of schedule. I bet you that thing is top 20. I mean, I swear to God, I feel like they played everybody. Um, you want to take a guess? I said top 20, and I just saw it. Non-conference number six, 20. Yeah. Dude, yeah. their schedule is brutal. That's rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, they, they actually took this series. They, have, they gave Georgia Southern two of their four conference losses. They won that series a few weeks ago. Um, I don't know. Like uh, Troy doesn't quite do it for me. I know they're having a good year. South Alabama, I think, is not as good as they were last year. Um, but Louisiana, even Coastal Carolina, don't count those guys out. They they they're going to play well the rest of the year, and they're going to play well in this conference tournament. We saw them in 2019. I'm seeing a- I'm seeing two Texas State, Georgia Southern, and if they don't win the tournament, maybe a third. And then there's your maybe a third. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if the Sun Belt like purposely made Texas State and Georgia Southern lose in the tournament just to get that third team in there. More revenue. But, okay, here's a question that Dimitri and I talked about on Thursday. Is Texas State even a lock for a, a regional? I think they're – I think they're – dude, they've got – They've got they've to be. They can't melt down. They can't – they've got to at least, like – Just stay afloat. Pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just I stay mean, afloat. They're top 25 right now. In the actual rankings, so yeah, mm-hmm. that series win so. over Air, yeah, that series win over Arizona helped. That Texas win helped. But outside of that, they have nothing. Yeah, they just got to be above five hundred pretty much every series. I mean, Ben and I, ta- I Ben did like I was like, I was like Ben, go look at their schedule, and he looked and he was like, holy shit, dude, they they, they, <laughs> they that Texas win made everybody like they hype. They don't have that big much on their resume. They, I mean, they beat Baylor on the road, or yeah, they beat Baylor at home midweek this week. Baylor is garbage. Baylor is garbage. Big 12 win, so counts for something. Um, I'll say this Texas State definitely received the 11.7 bump because we made them relevant. I mean, is that safe to say? Did anybody care about Texas State before Dimitri? You got those clips and tweeted them out? No, because no one else was tweeting them out. That's what I'm saying. I mean, tech, I think they're good, dude. I think they're good. They like just like you when you have a soft schedule, you have you have such small room for error, which is so hard in the college baseball yeah, season. No kidding. 18, eight, asking eighteen to twenty two year olds to show up and compete at their highest level 
for 56 games is hard, man. Like it's hard. Like it's hard. You get distracted with a girlfriend. Your school. You had a bad week of grade. You your arm your arm hurts. You had one unlucky blooper. Scored a two run two run. Your ERA goes up. Or you, or you just it's run into a team to, that's just hot. Yeah, we it see it all the time. It's hard to mentally lock in for 56 games as an 18 to 22 year old. Yeah. So like I always appreciate guys like in college football, like at Alabama, the mental discipline they have is unbelievable like i mean dude these are 18 to 22 year old we're at the bar on friday night after a friday night win like 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 you live your life with the kid like you still have to enjoy it yeah like that's why like it's hard to go like when fans overreact on weekend i'm like dude yes we have to just we have to talk about it but at the same time it's like don't sweat it man move along imagine all the stuff that those 28 first 28 second 28 yeah, I just always picture it like I wonder what these Twitter chirpers were doing when they were eighteen to twenty-two. Probably not playing like, ball. Like crystal, <laughs> they were sitting in the bleachers screaming at the left fielder because he missed the ground ball. Screaming, "Oh man, if I didn't get hurt, I would be out there taking your job." Hundred <laughs> percent. If my coach didn't hate me growing up, I would have played in the bigs. It just he never played. Oh, man, he hated but me. Texas uh, State, they better, they better, they they have, they don't have much room for error, man. Yeah. Um, let's quickly do the uh, let's let's do the Big Ten real quick. I know we we skipped over them. We probably have a total of twenty five out of our thousands of listeners uh, that care about Big wait, Ten wait, baseball. Wait, 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 Ben. Wouldn't it be? I mean, if Georgia Southern hosts, let's just say Georgia Southern hosts, and Mercer's like they take care of business this week with Wofford, and they're right there in the mix, and send them as a high two seed to Statesboro. That could be a sick little regional because, hey, now you're looking at like, oh my God, we can beat Georgia Southern and now Mercer's in a super. Like, that's yeah, how some of these things I happen sometimes. It's not going to work. Like, they're going to have to send an SEC team to a, if Georgia Southern hosts a regional, they're going to have to send an SEC team there, number, like a two seed, like a Georgia or a, um, maybe Florida, whoever it is, Alabama. They, they can't do a, they can't have two mid major teams be a <laughs> one and a two in a regional. That's just a bad look. That's a bad. I, I I I think I agree with you there. Like there's yeah. no way they will let that happen. The um, dude, it's fun though. I, I will say, going back to this Georgia Southern hosting, it is fun looking at potential mid majors hosting regionals, just because that alone. Uh, did I just say that right? I think it's I just, a big deal. I think I just blacked out, and my brain just blacked out for a second. <laughs> mid major teams hosting a uh, a regional teams. Southern Miss, um, Georgia Southern, who, Gonzaga, Dallas even, Baptist. Dallas Baptist. That does so much for the program as far as recruiting goes, building a brand, and, and more importantly, just getting like donation money. Uh, they can go into any kind of big business in the area or any kind of big donor and uh, basically ask for improvements because everybody wants to be a part of a winning program. So I always root for uh, the teams that maybe don't get the funding that some of the, the football powerhouses get. Uh, I'm always uh, I love I love to see when mid majors in discussion to host. I mean you saw what Coastal Carolina has done to their stadium it's it's incredible because they've had a lot of success in, in hosting regionals. Um, but I mean, moving it, on it, I I want to I want to touch on the Big Ten just real quick. Um, Stony you're right man I, I Illinois is legit they're ten and two in the conference sixty four RPI and uh, they they started out really slow in the season but since then they have been winning a lot of ball games. 
seven and, in a uh, row. Yeah, and they they have a they have a very good chance here. Four games to kind of make it or break it. Indiana State midweek, and then three against Maryland. Um, those are both teams um, top seventy RPI. Maryland's twenty third RPI, uh, and then it kind of cools off from there. So if they can just survive this week of the four games, Illinois could potentially get in a conversation potentially a conversation to get in that large bid and make the big 10 a, a three bid league. But Rutgers I mean, is kind of running away with it. They're 11 and one in conference and 30 and six overall. And then Maryland's 29 and seven with some, with some pretty big wins as well. Um, I've got five teams with 20 wins already. So that's, yeah, I mean, but it's not great, at, but it's, it's something, you know, I, you know, I make, make it, I feel bad. Look at, are you on, but you guys have the conference standings up. I have pulled up. Yeah, look at their RPI and then look at their quadrant one win. <laughs> They're just getting beat down by quadrant one teams. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just and, and like... so, some of these quadrant one wins that they have are against their own conference um, because <laughs> there's two t- uh, Maryland's <laughs> lost two games and Rutgers has lost one, so that's three of their like ten overall <laughs> conference quadrant one wins right there. Remember when some of y'all took Indiana preseason Big Ten winner? Uh, I think I took Nebraska, who might be worse than Indiana. I picked Nebraska. I, I also took Nebraska. <laughs> They're both 13 and 21 this year. Good God yeah, almighty. They got their ass handed to them this weekend by BYU. Lost three out of four. Hey, it's got to get hot. It's got to get hot one week RPI, of the year. <laughs> Nebraska's RPI is 182. I think if you – Dimitri, if you and some of your buddies um, from Italy or Nicaragua put together a team, like right now, you guys would be way higher than a one and two. Then, my, I mean, we would be. I mean, if I, if yeah, we like. I mean, yeah, our even my team in Nicaragua. <laughs> I, like I was trying to think of how I want to say it. my team in Nicaragua. We would we would we would smack most of these teams. Yeah. We would smack them. I'm not saying we're going to win 10 out of 10 every time, but mm-hmm. we would smack most of these. I mean, just it's just a pure – it's just an age thing, experience and age. That's too. true. Like, you see what a good arm and a 90-93 arm that knows how to command with three or four pitches does to – That'll play. Yep, that'll... It, it, like, like, it's hard. Like, it's not it's, – um, it's baseball in general after the age of – I want to say bit. After the age of like 21, 20, like junior, senior college on, every, everybody's the same. Like, yes, yeah. you have more experience in terms of like handling things. But like if a guy is on the mound, he's 21 years old, he throws 100, he's just as hard to hit a guy that's 28 throwing 100. That's true. You know, like 90, 90, 93 is normal now in college. So like a pro guy throwing 90, 93 with three pitches instead of, or two pitching in college instead of four or five quality pitches in the next level changes everything. Cause now you can't just hunt a fastball and a break, breaking ball. You got to mm-hmm. hunt your cutter day and your change up, your sinker, your curveball. Your like, that's, just, that's why, that's why baseball is the way it is. That's why like, and when you get to regional play, it doesn't matter what their schedule says. If their guy on Friday night, hit three quality pitches, 90, 94, he can, he, he can beat you. So. Yep. 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 Um, well, let's do this. I mean, we've been going an hour and a half here. Let's, I'm going to do a couple shout outs here. Um, and then we'll wrap up the show. Jared Lyons from George Mason, uh, pitcher 
They had a suspended game yesterday. Some reason the the lineup got all janked up. Hasn't had an at bat, um, and at least in my knowledge, hits a walk off two run homer. Dimitri, you're a pitcher in college. How excited would you be? One to get in that bat. Two to hit a I walk off two run. I got one at bat in what, an extra inning game where the DH came off. I got one at bat. What, what, what I did do? with it? What I did with it? It coach's fault, not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, sign. Hey. Um, but yeah, shout out to that guy first of all. Shout, I mean, like, dude, that's your one opportunity. Walk off two run homer. He'll never get in that bat again. And dude. he and he got I'm, to start the next game. So they they rolled into a next game. He started on the mound to pitch. They I mean, should have left him in to hit. Miracles do happen, but um, I, it was bases loaded against Harvard at home. We were tied in the, I want to say eighth or ninth inning, or down by one or something. It was a big deal, big at bat. Give, give me, gave me safety squeeze. I missed the first one, but runner was like, you know, reading. Edgeworth was yeah. on third, actually. Yeah. Second one, I, I bunted it on the first baseline, hit off the lip, went foul. And I'm, I'm pissed now because I just gave away two free fastballs. Third pitch, like at my shoulders, whatever. Freaking got my doors blown off. Like it was, probably, it was probably 90. It was 90 mile an hour foul for some. I was so late on a strikeout. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, at I, least it I shows you how valuable you were as a closer back then. You know, they left I, you I, in. I, I, after the game, I was like, Gibby, dude, I get one chance at this. And you made me bunt on the first two pitches. Like, that's yeah. that's not fair, man. Who was the LSU guy a few years ago in the conference tournament? Yes. Um, that's what I, I was going to bring up. I can't remember what his name is, but that was an all time press conference. <laughs> Is that the he guy told that had the double and then had the funny, yeah, the press yes, conference? Yes, and yeah. he was like, yeah, coach, I used to hit all the time in high school. And he's like, I never hit in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pulmonary is like, hey, he told That's me hilarious. he hit in high school. And I, I, I just He's like, him. I used to rake, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's but, so uh, funny. Love, I love a good pitcher hitting a home run, let alone a walk-off two-run bomb. Um, a couple other shout-outs. St. Peter's comes back and wins the series against Iona. But Iona got their first Pain. win. Shout-out oh. Coach Burke. Coach Burke and, and shout out to um I, I just I don't remember St. Peter's coach, but he's been in our DMs a few different times. He's a good dude as well. Um just two programs are very rootable. They they don't have all the resources that other division one programs have and they're 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 struggling. They're they're getting beat up a little bit, but they kind of they both walked into this series as uh is a chance to finally win a series for both of them. So props to St. Peter's, congrats to Iona on winning a game. Uh, the only other thing I have here is Coastal Carolina bat flip, which was ridiculous. I'm I'm very pro bat flip, I'm, but I'm, that was that was outrageous and ridiculous. Guy should be ashamed. Let me let me ask your opinion. When it comes to a bat flip, I think bat flip. Like I'm not a I'm not against bat flip, but at the same time, like. There should be a there should be it should be right time of the game with high energy flowing close game big moment like not when you're up seven nothing eight nothing like whatever the seven run eight run game do just hit the ball and run the bases yeah I mean I guess the best way to compare it and I know nobody watches soccer but when you score a big goal in soccer you have every right to go nuts and basically show up your opponent yeah. you do whatever you want it's kind of mutual respect. But when you're up 3-0 and it's you the 85th minute, 85th minute, you score a goal, 
that's like not an impressive goal. It's just like you hit a home run, no big deal. Uh, like you don't like you don't see them ripping their shirts off or, or doing dances and organized thing. Now, my big problem with this bat flip, I, I, I want to leave his name out. I don't want to like get anybody looking at his Twitter, but Coast Carolina guy hit a bat or a home run. He carried his bat down the first baseline and flipped it 20 feet in the air, you know, inside basically the coach's box. One, that's like dangerous. Like, leave it, like, don't do that. And two, it was not in a position and it wasn't in a close game and it wasn't even like a, a big game, to be honest. No. Like, it's, yeah, App obviously, State. I mean, it's against App State. It's against North App State, who's, who's who one sucks. of the worst teams. Yeah, they're, they're bottom, the bottom of the, um, Sunbelt standings, and I don't know, man. Coastal Carolina. I, I think just, that this is not the first time this kid has done some ridiculous bat flip either. I think he's putting like your teammates in bad situations, it. man, because someone's going to get ear hold pretty soon. Um, and wasn't it? It was a 14. They, they won that game 14 to three. It, I think it was eight to one at the time, or eight, eight nine to, one. to one. Yeah, it was eight to one in the ninth. And he. But it was like in the fifth inning, so it would, maybe it was like six to one or something. Regardless, it wasn't even close. Yeah, whatever. And, I mean, and it's a learning did, experience. Did you see the dugout? Nobody even came out of the dugout. Yeah, you can't. Like it like wasn't an exciting moment. Like, dude, stop doing that. You're ruining pimp. You're ruining home pimp job. Mm-hmm. What I think it is, people now, like players now, see how viral bat flips go on social media, and they want to be a part of it. They want to take a bite of that cake. And uh, so they have it preset in their head. If they ever hit a no doubt home run, they, they know what they're going to do. Everything's choreographed. And I'm sure he's had this plan for a while and wanted to do it to get retweeted by Jared Carabas or, or Barstool or 11. I mean, shoot, we did it. 11.7 retweeted it. Um, but, but we didn't tweet it like hyping. We were just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about this one. Yeah. There's times and places for bat flips and there's more times for them than not. But this was one that I think should be universally accepted as just like not the right time and place. Fair enough, but like all sports moment, big mm-hmm. moment create big celebration. That Basketball, that that you was make a big dong, jump mm-hmm. on the freaking press box, do whatever you do, whatever. Like you're not going to do that up twenty. You're just going to yeah. run your ass back down the court and play yep. defense. Anyways, you guys have any closing thoughts here about this weekend or anything in general? Mississippi State is back, <laughs> dude. That is one more thing I want to say. I have never seen more games this year being given away. Like, oh, the Auburn game was just an example. Freaking double play ball, booted. Taylor made booted it. Walk, wild pitch, game over, you lose. Like, wild, I, I, wild I, pitch it, and then a walk. Walk off walk. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wild pitch to tie. Walk. Yeah. Do stop giving games. Like, it's, I understand the sport is not perfect. Um, John Boy had spoken. His, he doesn't like the college game. For various mm-hmm. reasons, but one of them is the idea of so many errors, the talent level. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, but it also creates excitement and fun. Like these kids yeah. are not paid after; they're amateur. Like it's yeah. exciting amateur baseball, but at the same time, stop giving games away. It's so annoying. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they're purposely doing that, but no, whatever. but like, come on. Um. So here we go. Midweek. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna list some midweek games here, yeah. and then we'll we'll get on with our days. Kennesaw State, Georgia on Tuesday. That's a nice little mid-major matchup. Um, we also have, let's see here, anything else that sparks my interest? Campbell, North Carolina is a good one. Campbell needs uh, that one. Yep. Let's see here. 
Kentucky, Louisville, Mercer, Probably. Georgia Tech. That's a good one. Mercer's yep. 31 and 5 this year, boys and girls. Watch out. Louis- America's Louisiana team. LSU. Louisiana LSU. Uh, Honestly, hey. Tennessee Tech has a chance to do the uh, beat Tennessee last week midweek and uh, beat Vanderbilt this week midweek. So watch out for those Golden Eagles. Ooh. Southern Miss Tulane. I mean, not. I mean, yeah. I like I think that. Two- so oh, by the way, hey, speaking one. of the American Conference, we we need to apologize to East Carolina. All the disrespect we gave them this year, they absolutely steamrolled Central UCF this weekend. Yep. RPI went up like 30 or 40 points, and they're like freaking, they're top of the American Athletic, like it's theirs. We should they're right, never, right where they want to be, too. The AAC flying under the radar. runs through Greenville, always. Yep. Dallas um, Baptist A&M. You said Dallas that one? Baptist a is a good one. UTSA, Texas State, UAB, Alabama. Wow, UCLA, there's actually – Santa Barbara. Louisiana, LSU. I think we just said that, but I just popped up on my screen. Gonzaga, Oregon um, State. Oregon, Portland. Portland's 20 and 14 this year. They're pretty solid. Gonzaga, Oregon State, UC, UCLA, Stanford, UC Poly. Santa Barbara. Holy crap, dude. This is like midweek madness. Dude, sign, Oral Roberts, Oklahoma State. Oral Roberts, 21 and 12 on the year. That's just on Tuesday. Oh my God, we have a we have a packed midweek. Let's go. Wait, can you say that again? Can you say it in that voice again? The way you like a packed midweek. A packed so midweek. I, like I have a kid, and my voice is. I, I'm still going through puberty somehow. Like my voice just cracks. You would have thought um, this is you need some sleep, Bubba. Midweek. You need some sleep. I need sleep, and uh, I need I don't know something else. I just cracked again. Did you hear that? <laughs> you need sleep. Uh, please nobody right, clip that boys let's get out of here we've been going hour <laughs> and 45 uh pleasure uh as always we'll be back thursday recap the midweek and preview the uh the upcoming weekend weekend number 10 already uh we might do some fun we might do like a little we, twitter space or something this week or and i don't know chat with the fans a little bit we're, we're starting I to get to that point in the year i need postseason baseball yep. now pronto i need postseason i need may to be here I I want like I want man give me regionals today. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, someone say I love you to the fans like they always do. Who is it, Stony? There you go.